1: Welcome into Missing the Point. I'm joined alongside by the real BK, Bob Kelly. Uh, it's been a long time. We have Craig D'Alessandro. You won't see his face, but I promise you he's here. The EP that does all the work and never takes any of the credit publicly, aside from himself. But this week, it's Super Bowl week, Bobby, and we have a, a lot to discuss. There's a lot of news outside of the Super Bowl, but I figure like this is a, a, you know, a pretty good place to start. But before we get into that, why don't we do something that
0: we don't usually do? Pleasantries. How are you? I'm good, man. I mean, I, we might as well. It's been a while since we've seen each other, you know? Might as well catch up with each other for the public to see, you know? Why not? Yeah. I'm good, man. Exhausted. Uh, I'm not sure if any of the listeners out there know. I have a three-month-old. Oh, oh, do you guys uh, see that? That was that was the dad card. You, sp- you just played it. Oh, uh, pulled it early, yeah. Yeah, no, it's... it's She's the cutest thing in the world. But the worst... The, the worst... I don't want to say the worst part about having a baby... The only downside is you can't you can't ever get mad when she keeps you up till four in the morning because then she'll just give you this little smile, and it's just everything goes away, all your madness, everything is gone. Yeah, I mean, I was your roommate in college. You kept me up till four o'clock in the morning, and you didn't have a
1: cute smile, so I kind of understand it. Minus the minus the happy face after, but I'm great. Thank you for asking. Let's get into let's get right into into Super Bowl week, Bobby. Uh, it is a matchup that I think you know. It's not getting a lot of attention. Everyone said that it feels like a down year or, or or not a lot of buzz. I'm really excited for the Super Bowl because I do think that these are the two teams that match up the best against each other out of the ones that were left, uh, you know,
0: into going into championship week. But I'm uh, interested to hear your take. Yeah, this was, this was definitely uh, my number one pick for the Super Bowl combination coming into this week. I just think when you look at When you look down the line at the matchups from top to bottom, it's just juicy matchup after juicy matchup. I mean, you got... First, obviously, we got Joe Burrow. Cool Joe. Cool Burrow. And we got Matthew Stafford, who might be the biggest choke artist of all quarterbacks. We're not sure. We'll see after this week. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But then we got Jalen versus Jamar Chase, man. That's going to be... Just four quarters of the best corner, one of the best corners versus one of the best wide receivers in the game. So I'm I'm pumped, man. And also, plus is different. That That's the biggest thing that I'm pumped about is for the first time in, what is it, 30 years, we have a quarter, <laughs> we have a Super Bowl without Tom Brady, without Peyton Manning, without Ben Roethlisberger, and without the 49ers. Every Super Bowl in the last, I think it was 25 years has had one of those things in it. So for the first time in that long we got something different. I'm pumped about it. It's worth noting that
1: 10 out of those last 25 were Tom Brady. But like that that we don't need to really get into that. Uh, almost almost half. Yeah, I mean when, when you when you look at the tail of the tape, right? This everyone and when I say everyone, like if you go on to the Four Letter Networks website, it, it says that the LA Rams are, are are 66% favored to win this game. That that instantly makes me uh want the Bengals to win and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh later on but I think it's I, I mean I truly think it's going to come down to the moment being too big right and I think what we've seen from uh from the Tiger King Joe Burrow is that he owns the moment he he literally there's not one moment that, that has been too big for him he came back from down what 14 or more points twice against the Chiefs once at Arrowhead in the AFC title game. I mean, that moment would have made anybody's, any rookie court or you know, second year quarterbacks butthole Parker up just a little bit. And he walked in there and he absolutely never lost his cool or his faith in that, uh, in his team. Don't want to say I told you so this early in the show, but I did tell you that if the Chiefs scored less than 24 points, the Bengals were going to win. And I picked the Bengals. Funny how that happened, but in this game, I, I'm with you, man. Jamar Chase against uh, against Jalen Ramsey. That's the matchup. Which then means, if 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 they neutralize each other, or 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 if Ramsey shuts him down, who's the next guy up? Right. I mean, they 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 might have. Is it uh, their their tight end might come back? CJ. CJ Osomo. Yeah. He might play. I do think, and this is just a hot take, again, really early on in the show. If the Bengals win this game, Tyler Boyd will 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 have the most receiving yards uh, for for the Bengals. That's just that's just my take, not a prop bet. And we're not going to get into that yet. But I mean, I know that you mentioned that these teams are so evenly matched, Bobby. But when you really think about it, right? So points per game. If I were to, if, if we were just talking, you know, just just two and a half guys talking, because Craig is here, but he's on mute and his camera's off some of the time. well, I, I would say who scores the most points out of these two teams, who is it? Like game by game wise? Yeah, this season. This season,
0: I, I'd probably have to go Rams, just because of the high poweredness of the offense. That at first ten weeks they were awesome. They fell off after that, but I got to go Rams.
1: Points per game. The Rams of Los Angeles, 27.1. The Bengals, 27.1. Wow. Dead on. Trick question. Defense. You know, you think about all the all-stars that uh, that, that the Rams have, and they mortgage their future again to get Vaughn Miller. Who has the better defense? Is it even close?
0: No. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess Bengals on that one, because I, I know a couple stats of the Rams. So they have the top-notch guys. Yep. Once you go down, once you get past them, it's it's a crater to the bottom. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bengals. Points
1: per game. The Bengals allow nineteen point seven. The Rams allow eighteen point three. Well, wow. wrong again. So but when you like when you think about it, that's why when you when, if you know if, for all of you out there listening right now, don't listen to the to those to the four letter networks. Listen to this three letter pod, right? You know what I mean? Because this is an even matchup. This is, I mean, this is almost as even as it gets. You have two teams that will that average, just, you know, twenty seven points, and two teams that hold the opposing team to, to less than twenty. Figure it out. So I, I I do think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. And when you want, to, if if we want to talk a little bit more about that, Bobby, when you do, when you when you think about Matt Stafford, right? I'll, I'll I'll tee you up for this one. Matthew Stafford is three and three in the playoffs in his career. All three wins have come this year. So before, obviously, he was 0-3, terrible team. We all get that. Does the winning streak continue? Or what do you think happens in this game that propels one quarterback
0: over the other? It, it kind of goes back. So this actually kind of leads right into my my matchup cue here because I think the the two biggest matchups in this game are going to affect each quarterback. Uh, actually, are going to affect Joe Burrow tenfold. So the the, the first thing is the uh the Rams D line versus the Bengals O line. If Joe Burrow can stay upright in this game, right, the the Bengals could win this game by 10, 15. If Joe Burrow gets sacked seven times in this game, the Bengals could still win this game by like three. They did it against the Titans. But I think that's a huge matchup because if Burrow's up, I think he's gonna tear apart this Rams defense. Because beyond Jalen Ramsey, right? If you look at this Rams secondary, it is to say that their average <laughs> would be giving them the benefit of the doubt. So if we're going by PFF ranks, uh, everyone out there is listening, knows what PFF is. Deontay Dion, De- 68.3, 73rd out of all cornerbacks. David Long, 61.1, 130th out of all cornerbacks. Taylor Rapp, 58.8, 151st out of all secondary uh Nick Scott 58.7 152nd and Darius Williams 58.5 154 and that's the ranking out of all cornerbacks and safeties in the league and then you have Jalen Ramsey way up at the top at fifth well guess what Jalen Ramsey's got his hands full guys he's not going to be able to bail you out of this game he's not going to be able to to cover you know have the zone read and have the man-to-man coverage you know why Because he's playing goddamn Jamar Chase all day long. And if you're telling me that T. Huggins and Tyler Boyd can't beat up on this secondary, as long as Burrow's on his feet, that's what's going to be the game. And it was the same thing last year. If if the Chiefs kept Mahomes up that game last year, the Chiefs might win that game. But the Tampa Bay front seven took that game over. uh, and, And to me, that's what the Rams have to do to win. And that's what the Bengals have to do. Yeah, I mean,
1: listen, when you read off those stats about how just uh cowboy-like, that secondary, 2020 cowboy-like, uh, that secondary is, sorry, Bobby, um, is, and you still just come to the conclusion that they're still only allowing 18 points a game, what does that tell you? They have not met someone or come across a team that has been able to overcome that pass rush, right? It, it's Aaron Donald, it's Vaughn Miller and it's Jalen Ramsey taking away your first read. So, you know, I- I'm not a coach and no- none of us here are NFL coaches. But if I were, I would make the argument right now that Jamar Chase should not be Joe Burrow's first read because he will probably be locked up. If they start passing to, its, uh, to-, to Higgins or to Boyd early and-, and quickly, that will make the Rams adjust on their feet. And maybe maybe that opens up the chance for Jamar Chase to 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 come alive. I do also think, uh, to your point, uh, when you said that you think that they could win this game by ten. If this becomes anything more than a one-score game, I think we I, I think we're we're going to learn uh, everything that we need to know about Matthew Stafford. I think we already know it, right? But uh, you know the the sports fan in us. Say yeah, well, he was with the Lions. I get it. Let's see what has to happen and what he does when he's down ten points in the second quarter or the third quarter, and he cannot make a mistake because what we have seen, you know, in that Tampa Bay game, he wasn't he wasn't awful, but when he needed to make a play, when they were making that third quarter run or the fourth quarter run, he couldn't do it. He might there might come a, a time. In this game, where Matthew Stafford, the man, again, that you mortgage your future on uh, when you traded Sunshine and, and you, all your first-round picks to get him, he has to do it. This is the game for him to do it. And if I was a betting
0: man, I'm not, I wouldn't bet on him. Yeah, it- Matthew Stafford is absolutely one of those quarterbacks that you bet on. Uh, and within the first quarter, within the first sec- first two quarters, you know how that bet is going. Another thing is once Matthew Stafford gets down, to me, your bet's over. Because you're completely right. Every time this dude gets down big, he either has that huge pick, the pick six, or something happens with his team where his team just absolutely melts down around him. So I I, I couldn't agree more on that one, man. I, mean. I, I got to say, though, so we've we've been spending a lot of times Heating up the bangles. We've been spending a lot of time kind of propping them up. And I feel like we're kind of forgetting about uh our guy Cooper Cup on the Rams, okay? So I I think that's another big piece of this is obviously if Cooper Cup dominates this game like he has for the for literally the entire twenty two regular season, I, I don't think it matters what happens with Matthew Stafford, man, because listen, Cooper Cup can make I think Cooper Cup could make I don't even know fucking Quincy Carter look like a good quarterback. He can make Brian Hoyer look like a good quarterback. You like that name? No, he can But I, I'm just saying, like, Cooper Cup is is a special football player. So I, I I just can't wait to watch, you know, Chase versus Cup. Can't wait to watch Ramsey versus Cup. It's just going to be such a good game, man. I'm pumped.
1: Listen, Tampa Bay, I, you don't have to be at, at a, a, you know, a, a brilliant coach to understand what not to do with Cooper Cup. If... You are tied, or if you are up by two or three, and all or two points, and all they need to do is is, to, is get a field goal to tie you or to beat you. <laughs> do not play zone coverage against Cooper Cup because that's what Tampa did. Or don't call a blitz and then forget to have the linebacker actually blitz. Right? So cover him, make Odell Beckham beat you. You know, and and it's that that sounds like I, I'm hating on him. I'm not. Cooper Cup is the man. 145 catches for just under 2,000 yards and 16 touchdowns this year. That is a banner year. What's interesting, though, Jamar Chase as a rookie, as a rookie, had 64 less catches for only 480 less yards and three less touchdowns. So the Bengals are more are, are more likely to take the top off of the defense now. I don't know how you're going to stop Cooper Cup. Nobody has this year. But again, if you do, if 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 Odell Beckham has is playing against soft coverage as well, he's going to light you up. I don't think that he's a you know I don't, I don't think that he's a head case. I don't think that he's crazy. But I do I do believe that if the game is not going his way by like the second or the third, and he feels like he's not being treated the way he should be treated by the offense, he. He could take himself out of it so it is going to be interesting to see how they manage that but this game has a ton of storylines
0: yeah man. i so that bring me i gotta i gotta ask you a couple questions here so well when you look at this game right and you look at who you think is going to win what, what i what i keep looking at is the disparity between the Bengals, how young they are uh in their young head coach young quarterback young wide receivers And then you look at the Rams and it's literally the complete opposite, where you have OBJ, you have Cup, you have Stafford, McVay's been to a Super Bowl, Donald. You have all these all-star veterans all over the field. What do you think is more advantage? Do you think the Rams have the advantage going with the veterans who have been here before and who have been in the league and know how to handle the situation? Or is it ignorance is bliss? We're here. We're going to kick your ass because we're the Bengals. It doesn't even matter. That's the Super Bowl. We're the fucking Bengals. But
1: I mean, you, you, need, to have,
0: you, you need to have your lieutenants on the field
1: uh, not have the moment be too big for them, right? And I've already said that a couple times today, so I'm sorry for repeating myself. But we know that uh, as, as you know, we've seen so far, there's not been a moment that's too big for Joe Burrow, right? This is his first Super Bowl. But he's, he's going into it as, man, this kid has accomplished so much. Look at him. And like his career is going to be so good. Other side, Matt Stafford, this is his first Super Bowl. And he's walking into it. You need to win to, to shut everybody else up. Because as it's currently constituted, everybody thinks you're a choker and that you're a loser. That you're 7 in 184,000 against winning teams, right? That's, we've talked about that a couple of times.
0: That's a factual stat, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah, you can look that up. That's not fake news. But then you can also... You know Odell Beckham Jr. This is his first go at it. He's never been to a Super Bowl, so do I like him or Jamar Chase? Who the last time that he was on the field in a, in a playoff situation, not in the NFL, it was to win the uh, the, the college football championship, right? The, the, there is a pedigree on uh, on the Bengals side. That being said, pedigree moments, all of that. If you cannot block. Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller, <clears throat> it's over. We will, everybody and their mother, including us, will, will link you back to the draft recap show that we all had. You can check the show notes here where we said, I get why the Bengals went for Jamar Chase, but they should have drafted that offensive lineman that was there. Penny Sewell. Yeah, they should have done it because what good. Is Jamar Chase, if Joe Burrow, is not standing up? We're going to find out. We're, we're going to find
0: out on Sunday. You know, it's funny because, like, neither side was wrong there, right? Well, when you look back at it, like, yes, it, it, if they had picked Sewell, it would have been awful because they wouldn't have had Chase, electrifying player. But, like, listen, Joe Burrow got sacked an NFL record 51 <laughs> times this year. So it's not like it was like, oh, thank God we didn't pick that offensive line. Like, no, you needed him, too. It just so happens that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, A, have the chemistry and are just so goddamn good that it doesn't matter when he gets sacked seven times. all right He's still going to go back there and just be like, listen, man, it doesn't matter. I'm Joe Burrow. I'm just going to scramble over here for this first down, and he's, he's unbelievable, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would also just say before, before we move on, though, what comforts me is knowing that, you know, Joe Burrow isn't coming out of, you know, the AFC East where they don't have really good blitzing defenses. He's coming out of a division where Pittsburgh goes for you, Baltimore goes for you. Miles Garrett and the Cleveland Browns say what you want about them. They go after you. And he came out of that division and he, and he came out of the conference. But, that, you know, that tells me that he knows how to, you know, how to adapt. And let's just see if, if McVeigh can stick with blitzing him, or if Joe starts checking it down early, what do you do from from a defensive uh, standpoint?
0: Yeah, and I think that so he he's going to look to check it down early. I think, and I think that's I think that's going to be a huge key. Uh, another huge key is definitely going to be the run game. Rams only allow I think it's under four yards uh, per carry uh, for the postseason and for the regular season so i think that's huge joe mixon is going to be a big part of this game because if he can run the ball and you can start doing play action against this rams defense you can keep that front seven uh you know away from just pass rushing constantly that's going to be huge man uh which kind of leads me over to you already said it uh so the rams mortgage the future this 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 offseason or this offseason then again in the regular season and to me you know going back to my original question is like what's the what's the advantage I think the biggest advantage here when it comes to the veterans versus, you know, the young guys is the guy the Rams traded for at the trade deadline. That's Von Miller. He is going to be such a big presence for this Rams defense, such a calming presence because you know Aaron Donald's been there, Ramsey's been there, all these dudes have been there. Guess what? Von Miller's been there. He won, and not only did this dude win. But he won Super Bowl MVP. So, so that's such a, a calming presence for the Rams in that locker room. I, I'm still not sure who I'm going to pick. You know, we'll get there at the end. But I, I, I really think Von Miller is going to play a huge part in this game strictly because of that experience that he has.
1: Yeah, it's real. I mean, it, it's, it's for sure real. And I don't, I don't want to discount that. It's, this isn't 2015 Von Miller. Now, can he, can he channel that for one game? Can he convince his teammates around him that they should rally around him for this one game? Maybe we've seen it before. I, I, I would just say, if if the game comes down to Von Miller being able to make a play or not, the Rams have absolutely mismanaged that game because it should it, that game should live and die on the arm of Matthew Stafford, on the hands of Cooper Cup, and on the ability of of. Uh, of Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, and you should use Von Miller as it as the supplement, right? He the, he's the he's going to get you over uh, the hump, and that really helps you like crush a team. I don't know. And I, again, hate me if you want. I don't. I don't know that I would trust him with with the game on the line. Just given you know, given his age, and and, and
0: given all all the, the wear and tear on, on on those tires. Yeah, and and you know, I'm not so. I'm not saying it's the the, the play that's going to be the big part because I mean obviously Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, uh, and, and the rest of these these all stars are going to be the difference on that team. I'm just saying the the present the presence of that cha- uh, you're going like this of that championship pedigree being on the field. Uh, I, I just think it's such a big thing for them. Now I, I gotta I gotta say, man, uh, I'm I'm a little nervous. So I don't want to say nervous. I'm a little hesitant (laughs) to pick the Bengals, okay? Uh, And I'm going to tell you why. When it comes to history, when it comes to what you've seen in the NFL, right? You have the the, the bottom of the barrel. You have the basement of the NFL, right? You have the New York Jets. You have uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have the Cleveland Browns. And you have the Cincinnati Bengals. OK, so I, I I just think the the past history, you know, I, I don't want to say it's going to have a big deal, but I feel like it's got to play a factor. Right. I mean, the Bengals Bengals literally haven't been here since they lost to the 49ers by f- a billion. And before that, they had never been there since then. They haven't even sniffed the Super Bowl. They haven't even sniffed the championship game. Nevertheless, a Super Bowl. How big of a factor do you think that plays? I mean, it's got to have something in their heads. Anything? No, no. Because I, I would just say, like to your original point, this
1: team is too young to care about any of that. They, they're not, they're not lifelong Cincinnati people. They, they they're all just pretty much newly acquired, newly groomed Bengals, right? So they don't care that the that, that the eighty eight Bengals get their asses kicked by Montana uh, six years after they get their asses kicked by Montana the first time in nineteen eighty two, right? Like they don't care about those things. It's we're here. The la- i mean, just, just think about it. In the last three years, their their quarterback will have won the Heisman Trophy. Will have won the uh, will have taken his team. You know, the LSU to the college football championship would have been drafted number one. Then would have led his team to the Super Bowl. It won Rookie of the Year too, didn't it? No, he was injured. No, Herbert won Rookie of the Year, right? Yeah. yeah, but so based on any of those accolades, does it sound like there's there's any any chance? That he doesn't feel like they belong here. Yeah. They call him Joe
0: Burrow for a reason.
1: Yeah. So again, I would just say that the the in- inexperience in terms of the NFL, that probably helps them because they don't they're they don't they do not care. They do you know that there's there are people on this team that weren't even alive? Their quarterback wasn't
0: alive the last time the Bengals won the Super Bowl. Not even the Super Bowl, the last time they won a playoff game, right? Right. There had never been, before that game against uh, the Raiders, there had literally, it is a factual statement, that there had (laughs) never been a text message sent in the history of text messages about the Cincinnati Bengals winning a playoff game. I think it's like the the, uh, last playoff victory for the Bengals was like January 1992, before this year. And the first text message you ever sent was like January 1994. So not only hadn't there been a text about a Bengal, but it missed it by about a year and a half. So it was, thir- it was 31 years since they'd won a playoff game.
1: Imagine that 31 years. So yeah, I mean, I don't think, I, I, I think that this is, this, it's not, obviously, it's not the same. It, I think the, the spread's only a four point spread at this point. Mm-hmm. This feels and th- this feels a lot like your, your, your normal, you know, David versus Goliath. I don't think that that all the pundits are expecting the Bengals to put on a, a huge fight or put up a big fight. And just to relate it back to another show that you can find in the show notes, to you know the the rewrap, it it's a little bit like a 2001 Patriots versus uh, the Rams, right? Except they're they're the, the Bengals are getting much more respect. Uh, I, I would have to say, or maybe the Rams aren't getting nearly as much as they were 20 years ago. I think it's the Rams aren't getting as
0: much as they were. I mean, they were they were like fourteen point savers. Yeah, this isn't the greatest show on turf, bro. Marshall Falk ain't walking through that door. Okay. So one one last matchup question, and then uh, we're we're gonna get into some. Uh, we're not gonna go too much into the bets, but I, I do want to f- touch on some some cool prop bets that I did see out there. But one last thing before we get into some uh, some little betting action out there, the only big matchup I don't think we've talked about yet is the Bengals secondary versus the Rams wide receivers. Okay. I know we touched on Cup, but there's there's more than just Cup when it comes to this offense. We have Cup. You got Van Jefferson, obviously. You got OBJ, Higby. Who's the other guy? I forget his name. Uh, Cam maker Sony Michelle. Uh, you know the list goes on. Sony Michelle. I know, right? Mister Three Point Eight himself. <laughs> so, how big of a how big of an advantage? I don't even want to call it an advantage because listen. Do, so, do you think the the Bengals? That we see is going to be the Bengals that we saw in the first half against the Chiefs that looked overmatched, that looked like they couldn't stop that that high octane offense, or the one we saw in the second half that made those adjustments, man. Because you've you seen it time and time again that it literally is a Jekyll and Hyde Bengals defense, right? They they can give up forty points and then they can give up three points. So so which one do you think we can we'll see and and, and why? Well, I I guess
1: what I would say is that those teams are the same teams, right? It, it, it wasn't; it's not an anomaly that uh, the Bengals are down 17 points against the Chiefs and came back to win because it happened twice this year. So, you know, the great point you can say that they played terribly in, in, in the in the first half, and yeah, I, I think that the record book would state that. But for a team to be able to make the, those type of adjustments at halftime, and 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 institute them and follow through with them, and come through to win the game because they've already done it before, I think that that, that speaks more positively about their character. And I would just also say, oh, well, I, I, maybe I'll even ask the question, Chiefs offense or Rams offense? Down to your head, which one would you take?
0: Wow, that is a tough one. I think Chiefs' offense, man. Right? They they have more, and they got they got the quarterback. So if that's the blueprint, right? And and they they were down, like I said, seventeen twice, and
1: still won both of those games. How do you not believe that they could do that against uh, against the Rams? Now, maybe it comes down to coaching. Andy Reid is 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 one of, if not the worst clock managers I've ever seen.
0: Ever say what you want about Mike Tomlin. But, I, I got I got one for you in Dallas. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll challenge it with him all that. But
1: before Tomlin did it, Andy Reid was doing it in four consecutive NFC title games with the Eagles, right? So this is I mean, this is this is from EST 1999. He's been doing it now for third, four decades. That's what since, he does
0: since Donovan McNabb was throwing up chunky soup. Right. Exactly. So
1: if if McVeigh does not. Uh, if he manages the clock better, which it's, it'd be hard not to, maybe the Bengals don't have time. I don't know. It does feel like that the, the Rams trust their 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 rushing offense a little bit more than the Chiefs do. Uh, so maybe they can eat up more clock, but I, I think it's going to be, if the Bengals hold the, here's what I'm going to tell you. If the Bengals hold the Rams to less than 75 yards rushing, the game, they're going to win that game by 10. Like, it's not going to be close because I like that. The, the, the Bengals, the Bengals, uh, over the season averaged, uh, allowing 128 rushing yards per game. And, and, and the Rams only allow 54. So if you see the Bengals, uh, with the ability to cut 50 yards off, off the rushing attack, it's because now the Rams have to throw. And oh, by the way, the Bengals averaged more passing yards per game than the Rams did all season. I, I don't. I I just man, this 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 is so weird for me to say. I don't see a scenario in my head if everyone remains healthy where Joe Burrow loses this game, or if it's a blowout. I don't I, like. I don't see that happening. So if if everyone remains healthy and the Bengals lose, they will lose by one possession.
0: I can see Matthew Stafford losing by fourteen. You know, I, I I like that a lot. I especially like the. I I really think the if the if the Rams don't have seventy five yards rushing, I think that's a great call, man. Because if if Sony Michelle and, and Cam Akers can't get something going against this Bengals uh, defense, it was not the correct you. It was like a hundred a hundred and two yards per game. But so it was close. That was good. Over a hundred. That's that it was pretty good. Yeah. But uh, So over 100 yards per game given up on the ground, they need to get 75. Agreed. The other point, right? So the Bengals defense this year before the playoffs was average, was 26th in the league in passing yards surrendered a game and 25th in the league uh, or 24th in the league in points per game, right? Since the playoffs began, the Rams have now gone, or not the Rams. Did I say the Rams the whole time? No. Bengals. The Bengals have gone, are actually in their final seven games, including the playoffs. The Bengals' defense has held opponents to fewer than 21 points in five of those games, including three of them in the teens. In two of three games, the Bengals' defense held their foes to fewer than 19 while holding the Chiefs to 24 on the championship on Sunday. So I'm going to pull a mic right and tell you that if the Rams don't score more than 21 points it is a guarantee from me, a guarantee that the Bengals win this game. If, if, if the Rams want a chance in this game, right, when, when you look at the, the makeup of these teams, right, you have the Bengals who are who are battle-tested, who are tougher, who are going to kill you in the trenches, who are just going to, I guess not in the trenches, they're off the line trash, I forget that one, <laughs> who are, who are going to battle you until that last second, right? Then you have the Rams. A team that almost blew a twenty-seven to three lead in the conference championship to 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 Mr. Brady himself. I I just feel like if it comes down to a low-scoring, you know, punch you in the face, beat the shit out of you type game, it's got to be Advantage Bengals just just because of the makeup and the the mojo that that team has going, right. I'm gonna do one better. Oh, okay. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna
1: see your. I'll pull a mic. And pull a mic. Do do, do you pull a mic often? uh, You know, (laughs) at least weekly. I would say if the Bengals score more than 28 points, they're going to win the game. Regardless of if it's 45, 31, doesn't matter. That's their number. If they get to 28 points, they're going to win this game.
0: So I think we just, so everyone out there. We agreed without, without, without saying the same thing. Yeah, no, 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 I know. So <laughs> everyone out there saw that fan duel bet for the AS, or for the championship games. I know you guys saw it, uh, where the guy guessed the correct score for both games and waged 20 bucks and made, what, like 140 grand? Something I know. stupid like that. I think we just got our correct score bet, man. I think we just did this, like, like right on the air, just genuinely. 28-21. 28-21, right? Okay. Joe's right. We're going to put that in the back of the head for later. Um, so, so that kind of goes right into to the next topic. So every year, the Super Bowl is amazing, right? Everyone loves the Super Bowl because not only is it the biggest football game of the year, not only uh, is there all this anticipation, all this storyline, but even non-football fans can, can, can enjoy the Super Bowl because not only you have the commercials, but you also have prop bets and little prop games that you can do. Yeah. Now, uh, there's a lot of in-game bets, a lot of things that we can talk about about the actual game. Uh, which absolutely we'll get into. I'm not going to get much into, like, the yards and stuff because that can get very lengthy, a lot of over-unders there. But there's a couple non-sports-related bets that I did kind of want to chat about, see what you guys think, and and see where we're leading here. So one of my favorites to do every single year, obviously, is the length of the National Anthem, okay? Um, The length of the National Anthem this year uh, is at 1 minute and 55 seconds, okay? I got, I got some I got some good stats for you. Hang on. So the past 16 Super Bowls, there have been nine unders, Billy Joel with the low at a minute 30, and seven overs. Alicia Keys has the longest national anthem ever at two minutes and 35 seconds. She
1: can sing whatever she wants for as long as she
0: wants. Average length is about two minutes, and when she sang the national anthem, uh, Mickey Guyton, which, by the way, I don't really know who that is. You guys have to exp- uh, I'm Not culturally kept up the date apparently i don't know if that, that i don't know what that means but i think she's a country singer oh okay so when she sang at the national memorial day concert uh she kept a very brisk pace so what do you think over under a minute and 55 does she savor it this time around because it's the super bowl under now but here's the thing the, the thing
1: about this is i have a question i don't want to like this doesn't need to be it's, it's, its own segment do they sing live because if they don't sing live, then who? Then the people that have this information uh, and have the recording already know how long it is. Yeah, no, they sing live. You sure? Yeah, it's a, it's usually on the fifty yard line. Yeah, but but are their lip syncing.
0: Oh,
1: uh, I see what. You're what I mean saying. by that? No, I don't. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know who does, who doesn't. But if they do, and that's and that's a real prop bet. If I if I work for the NFL production, and I'm like, oh, over under a minute fifty five. You, you better believe this bitch is going 157 and not this bitch, the singer, this bitch, the song length, okay, before you try and cancel me. Just want to make sure they're on the same page here.
0: I'm going to say under. You're going under? I I, I got to say, I, I think it's over. Just because I I love it when it goes over. Because you sit there, uh, there was a video that was going around last year of these dudes that needed the, the singer to hold that last note brave for like five seconds. And they sat there, and he literally held it for like five point four seconds, and the whole place went nuts. I, I gotta go over it just because I love it. Can I give you? Can I give you one? Little yeah, little go ahead. yeah, absolutely.
1: Will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage? Now, uh, over the course of the last five years, Snoop Dogg has performed three hundred and forty-four times total. And during those, I, I, got, I got my own stats too. And I love during, it. I love and, it. And during those, uh, out of those three hundred and forty-four. Uh, stage appearances he has smoked 195 times does he smoke on stage yes is plus 195 no is minus
0: 250 by the way oh so you get plus odds if he smokes weed on stage <laughs> yeah i'm going with smoking weed on stage if there's anyone who is ballsy enough to do it on the national stage like that it's snoop dogg and if there's anyone who would do it to to uh, give, I don't want to say give the middle finger, but yeah, to give the middle finger to like, I mean, it's legal, to, to, right? So well, that's true, but like, <laughs> this to isn't nineteen
1: ninety four anymore. I mean, yeah, if he, if he dropped crystal meth on stage, he'd be giving the middle finger to the man. But he's literally smoking a Glock. Snoop
0: Dogg is tripping balls.
1: And is it is it Snoop Dogg or Snoop Lion? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this if, if this even is if it's even a thing. Only thing that, that the only reason why it would be a controversy. It's because the NFL doesn't allow you to smoke marijuana because they're headquartered in New York, which, again, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this. It's, legal. it's legal.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it, it doesn't make any sense. doesn't. Nope, you're right. It makes no sense. It's because the NFL just wants the big pharma companies to make money, and they just keep popping, you know, it's a whole thing. Yeah. so for, uh, wait, so leave me right in my next one. It was perfect. So first, first person to sing during the halftime show. All right, we got Dr. Dre at plus 150, Snoop Dogg plus 180, Eminem plus 250, Mary J plus 300, Kendrick Lamar plus 350. Personally, I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's Mary J, man. It's got to be Mary J. I, but what about that what's the I forget what the song's called. But there's one song where Mary J Blige just comes out and just belts right at the beginning. Yeah. I think I think it goes with that.
1: I don't know who Here's what I need to who was advertised first on the billing? I thought it was Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem. So I I I think that they're telling us something there.
0: I think he I think he thinks first. All right, fine. We'll go. I, I like I like Dre. I, I think Eminem is a is a no bet for this one. Like Eminem is not going to be the first person out. He's not going to be the first person to sing. He's Eminem's a dude that you know, everything gets quiet and then all of a sudden the spotlight shines and it's just Eminem and everyone goes crazy. I'm going to give you one more. Then you can give me one more.
1: Who, who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in, in their speech? Teammates? God or Jesus? The city? Family or family members? Coach? Owner? Or none of the above?
0: If it's Joe Burrow, it's the city. Oh. If it's Matthew Stafford, it's God. Or Jesus, or Jesus, yeah, because he put him, in, he put him in the situation to get him out of Detroit and bring him into to uh, L.A. Or actually, if it's Stafford, it's either God or Jesus, or wife. the Rams, or the Rams organization for believing in him that he could turn this franchise around.
1: I think it's going to be his wife for always believing that he had this Lee. potential.
0: It's a good one. It's a good one. So, for we we're going to go back to halftime. First song, okay. California love next episode still Dre nothing but a G thing lose yourself ah oh, this might be the winner drop it like it's hot all the stars or humble or all other songs AKA the field oh God so I, I yeah I, I don't
1: think that it's California I, I don't think that I don't think that's the one that they lead off with that, that's gonna be obviously it's gonna be some well what I mean. What if the first person this thing is Tupac? I
0: mean, that, that'd that be so damn funny. So that that's another, that's another prop too. Is there going to be a Tupac hologram? There might be. I, I, I think it's still Dre. I like that song. And it, it would be perfect because it's been so long since anyone's seen Dr. Dre perform. It's been, you know, I, I think that's a good one or a, a, a field song. Uh, I need a doctor. Mm, remember that yeah. one? That was a good one. Yeah. Anyways.
1: It could happen. Uh, take it easy, recycled percussion, please. Craig, did you have something that you wanted to say? No, nothing. Are you sure? You, you put the microphone to your face. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 bring it back. Let's hear it. What do you think? If you don't like it, just edit it out. You have you have the keys to this yeah, car. Yeah, you, you do it. You know, this, this kind of music just isn't my, you know. Yeah, all right. No, no you shouldn't have said that. Let's keep going. So uh, anything else you want to talk about the Super Bowl, Bobby? About the actual, so yeah. I mean, how we haven't been on for that long, have we? We still got time. Well, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think now, you know, that comment, uh, <laughs> Craig's <laughs> last comment was. <laughs> I mean, that just yeah. that that just sucked so much. But
0: speaking of sucking, how's your golf game going, Bobby? Yeah, it's not too bad. I, I, I wish I wish there was something out there that could just you know help help me out a little, bit, maybe take a couple strokes off my game. I, I wish that existed though. So you, what you're saying is like you want it just to suck just a little less, just a little less, bro, just just a little less. Well, the good news is is you can get
1: remote golf lessons with Skillist. So I don't know if you ever heard of it, but Skillist is uh, affordable on-demand golf lessons anywhere, anytime. You can stay connected with your coaches on chat or Zoom, and these aren't just random coaches. These aren't you know you're driving down to the golf uh, to the driving range paying ass loads of money for people. Uh, just to watch you slice it right into the right into the woods off the first tee. These coaches have worked with Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, and even Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. So check out Skillist and enter code MTP at checkout for twenty percent off of your first lesson. That's MTP for twenty percent off of your first lesson. You can find them; they're available in the, in the Google Play Store, the App Store, and online at Skillist.com. I just I just felt like. You have Craig kind of teetering and seesawing around some, 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 some <laughs> things that you, you can't say in twenty
0: twenty two anymore. Uh, <laughs> we we, we hear missing the point. Support the NFL and all their opinions on all matters, no matter what. <laughs> uh.
1: Oh yeah, you want to swing a golf club? Well, this is how you do it. Um, uh, go no, so
0: wait before before you go before we go out. So I do have a couple. Not of- that bad of a person, people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> neither, was, neither neither was John Gruden. Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> ouch he actually was a shitty person
1: i, I can hear a certain two letter simmer
0: right now that that's just 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 chomping at the bit to tell us about how how oh, just <laughs> oh jesus I'm just, christ we're just blown i surprised you can't i'm surprised you can't hear it like it was like so anyway so uh, a couple non-crazy uh that's that you know don't involve yards and anything crazy so first one uh is Will a highlight video clip of Chris Collinsworth playing in one of the Bengals Super Bowls be shown during the broadcast? Yes, that as, it as, as it has should. It has to, he be. Has he to was, be. Right. I, I mean, you know, Chris. You know, sorry, he's
1: probably the the best receiver that they've ever had. I mean, he's a hall. I mean, he's he's a hall of famer, right? Yeah, of course he is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Who, who else is there? Ocho Cinco, DJ Huchmazilli, The two years that Terrell Owens was there. Championship. Uh, <laughs> and then, I mean, I guess now it's Jamar Chase or A.J. Green. I mean, A.J. Green probably has a lot uh, of the AJ stats. A.J. Green, yeah, yeah maybe. the stats. But yeah, you you better show Chris Collinsworth because that Abe Lincoln lookalike is the best thing that that city had for so
0: long. Uh, Yeah, it's a fact. You got it. You have to. Especially just calling the game. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So last, uh, so we'll do two more. And then we're going to do MVP. Um, just to be clear, when I say we're going to do two more, that was six six more ago yeah well it's only okay, so been 45 minutes we're fine how long can you talk about the flake gate well, probably a long time huh right uh, so will there be a flea flicker non-qb pass fake punt or onside kick in the super bowl yes or no yes which one <laughs> well,
1: thank you for asking i think that there will be an, uh, i think there will be an onside kick
0: onside kick okay yep I, I i'm kind of feeling so this kind of leads into the this next one Players to throw a pass over two and a half. So obviously you're going the under there. So you don't think there's going to be a non-QB pass? No. Uh, well, I, I, I
1: don't think there's going to be two non- or three non-QB passes.
0: Well, no, no, no. Uh, number of players to throw a pass. So Stafford, oh. borrow one more. No, no, no. It, it, no. <laughs> okay. So just no. no. All right. Who do you like for MVP? Last one, so I'm going to give you a couple. I'll give you a couple names and their odds. Just so you know. uh, Cooper Cup plus four sixty, Joe Mixon plus six hundred, Jamar Chase. No, that can't be right. I did that. Uh, yeah, that's first touchdown. So, odds to win Super Bowl MVP. Um, obviously, the top two, Stafford and Burrow, plus one twenty, plus two twenty five. But if you were to pick any non quarterback to win the Super Bowl MVP, I'll give you a couple. We got Cup plus fifty. Plus five fifty, Donald plus nine hundred, Chase plus sixteen hundred, OBJ plus twenty eight hundred, Von Miller plus thirty three hundred, Akers and Mixon both at plus thirty three
1: hundred. All right. So the, the the trouble that I have with this is that if you know you assume that if if Chase Cup or OBJ are in the running for an MVP, that they're just going to give it to the quarterback for throwing them the ball right now unless unless it's like a you know jet sweep or something like that that uh, that really accounts for a lot of the yards, I'm gonna go with Jalen, you know I, okay, so i I firmly believe that the Bengals are going to win this
0: game. however, if they don't, the MVP will be Jalen Ramsey because he gets because a couple picks you
1: think I yeah, I think you know what I'll say I'll say he has two picks and a fumble recovery. By the way, one of the picks is a pick six.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, just breaking the line now. Uh, I think if it's if it's not Burrow or or Stafford, it's it's got to be Copper Chase man. Because when you look back at at anyone who's not a quarterback to win MVP, think about Deion Branch. Branch won a Super Bowl MVP, right? Um, Julian, Julian Edelman. Edelman won a Super Bowl MVP.
1: Okay. Quick question. Not to get another not, not the the Patriots tirade. Uh, da- does Julian Edelman win the MVP that year if it had not been for that one catch? That was the most ridiculous catch I've ever seen in my life.
0: No, Julian Edelman doesn't win the MVP if he, anyone scores a touchdown in that game. No, no. But let, let's say the Patriots
1: still win, but he just doesn't catch that ball. But almost hit the ground off
0: of defenders. Does he win the MVP? Wasn't that too? Di- wasn't that different year? No. Yeah, Edelman didn't win the Falcons. Edelman didn't win. Edelman yeah, won right. the the Rams. Ramps. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So that's why I think if anyone, if anyone scores a touchdown in that game, Edelman does not win MVP and they yep. win MVP because that's why he won. Remember, he was like 11 for 129, and no one else did anything that entire game. But those those are the two for me. All right, Mike, it's time. Hold on. I'll, no, hold on. Hold on. All right, hold you're on. You're going to tease it. Go ahead. No, No. 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 No.
1: What's the final score of the game, Bobby? Maybe we said twenty-eight, twenty-one. Like this is your one chance to cement your prediction and your legacy here as the second annual
0: MTB Super Bowl Preview Show. I, I know we I've been t- trying to talk the Bengals up because Mike's been sitting here just jerking the Bengals off all show. Yep, these are happy. These are happy tissues. I, I I'm gonna roll with the Bengals, man. Uh, they, they've showed me everything I need to know these past few weeks. Hart wins Super Bowls. We've seen it before. Giants. The, all these teams that, that... Right. What do we need? going to have Hart. Bengals, 27. Rams. Bengals, 31. Rams, 17. That's my prediction. I'm putting money on both of these scores. <laughs> Great. It's It's legal in New York, by the way, so it's okay.
1: Now, uh, before we wrap up uh, this show, uh, you all are going to appreciate this. We're going to do a little bit of an in-the-news segment. I'm going to start because I I think I've been bought. You know, this genie has been in the bottle for far too long uh, when we've been talking about, you know, we've been on the air tonight. Deflategate. Deflategate. One of the biggest atrocities ever committed against not the Patriots, because the Patriots are cheaters. I'm a Patriots fan. They cheat. Every team cheats. They just cheat so well that they win, and then they get caught, right? We we now know, based off of a book that I believe it was Mike Florio, uh, of, uh, you know, uh, of, uh, he's you know pro- prominent reporter, always on NBC. <clears throat> Eleven of the 12 balls that were deemed to be Uh, outside the predicted range, that first Chris Mortensen report from ESPN, do you know who his source was? Who was it? Troy Vincent. Troy Vincent told Mortensen that awful lie. Number one. Number two. You want to know what else really pisses me off, Bobby, about this? Can I, can I, can I just tell you? Please tell me, like, I'm dying. In the 2015 season, after deflating after you know, after the, this this big thing that caused the Patriots to win so many games, although they blew out the uh, the Indianapolis Colts, and then you, I guarantee you, there wasn't there wasn't a deflated ball in that stadium in the Super Bowl, ones with testosterone or not at, at all right the, the patriots won that game balls fully inflated the next year the nfl decides what they're going to do is they're going to uh, run a a season long report and a season long test to test the ideal gas law just to make sure that they can validate their argument uh, against the patriots do you know what happened do you want do you want to know what happened bobby can you just guess what happened
0: judging judging by the nfl's track record with uh stating factual things that are factual i'm going to guess uh it didn't go too well for them okay so <laughs> that's right uh Which th- is this, were they
1: without merit is that okay. here's what happened throughout the entire uh, 2015 season the, the nfl would record psi levels of, of all football games uh and all football's pregame during halftime and postgame uh, it was like the NFL uh, it was like the NFL was trying to see if nearly a two century old scientific principle was actually true and that's that's worth noting the ideal gas law because when troy Vincent, when Troy Vincent cited that eleven of the twelve were below the what they should have been in that game, when asked about it, did he consider the science he said, and I quote, science did not come into play. Don't quote me, Paraphrase me. That's what he meant though. so now, Fast forward to the 2015 season. Florio reports, once the numbers started coming in exactly as predicted and thus producing readings that would exonerate the Patriots, NFL General Counsel Jeff Pash ordered the data to be deleted. Talk about a hit job. Say what you want about the Patriots. Okay, I get it. They cheat. Yep, Spygate, all that. Sure. They still didn't tape the Rams in in the walkthrough. And even if they did and you knew about it, Sorry, but they didn't do it. I mean, th- th- we all that fine. For the NFL to launch this smear campaign against uh, a against guy who up until that point, you know, had been pretty much kept away from the Patriots or uh, the Patriots cheaters. Tom Brady was w- was clean, right? The fact that they 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 made him sit out four games of a season that they eventually won the Super Bowl in, I get it. There was a you know T B twelve revenge tour. That could have been a smear on his record, and it shouldn't. It should never have been. Now, I'm I'm a Patriot fan. I'm a Tom Brady fan. Sometimes it's hard, right you now, especially when he was playing, to figure out which one I was more of. But but in reality, you know the Patriots have cheated. They've been caught cheating so much that they they do not deserve the benefit of the, of the doubt. Brady did, and the fact that that the league destroyed evidence that would have exonerated him. And oh, by the way, they made up story that tom brady destroyed his cell phone didn't happen
0: never but it's it's unbelievable that the nfl would so it's not definitely not unbelievable that the nfl would delete be corrupt organization and slide things under the table that's a hundred percent a fact second thing it's so crazy that the nfl would take its greatest layer ever not, not you know, one of the best, not the not you know, greatest player ever, and do this to him to the point where it. Everyone out there, if you haven't watched Man in the Arena, you need to right now because it's amazing. If you watch that man, he he got to the point where you know he his mom, his mom was battling cancer. There there was all this shit going on in his life, and, and I know we've all been there. Okay, where he just got to the point where it was like, you know what? fuck this. I'm not, I'm not fighting this anymore. It's not worth my headache. I'd rather just put it behind me, serve my four games and be done. The fact that you put the best quarterback ever in that position to me just speaks volumes about who you are as, a, as, a, as an organization. It's so crazy that this, this organization who, who said that uh, racism in NFL head coaching hires was without merit, who said who who suspended, who didn't suspend Ray Rice at first, and then the video comes out, and all of a sudden he public enemy number one yeah, uh, who, who who investigates millions of emails. Only one that comes out is John Gruden, and then you're going to bury your course. This is the most popular organization in the world. Well, just it's like crazy. most just
1: like every other organization out there, uh, this is it's a corrupt one now. I just don't want to conflate the two one of the, one of the things that you just mentioned that we're talking about uh w- deflategate is important in, in in the context of sports the other uh a, a, and the the racial disparity between head coaches and gms uh is important in the context of fucking
0: human civilization and decency right so agreed agree i'm not listen, i'm not trying to put them on the same level but at the same time it's still the same co- same level of cover up same level of of oh shit we fucked up. Let's do everything we can to not make it look like we fucked up, but that this person fucked up or or that, that you know what I mean? It's it's, yeah, it's I'm with you. it's crazy, man. It's crazy.
1: So, here's what this here, here's what this uh, latest revelation has has made has forced me to do. I've always said that that innocent people don't settle and don't accept the punishment. And and the and the context of uh of what evidence was actually submitted and what evidence was actually brought into the argument, Brady was wrong. But all the evidence wasn't brought in. What we just learned is that in the next year, at once once the data started to say, you know what, that ideal gas law that Tory Benson never heard of and never even referenced and said that he didn't actually factor in any science, maybe that that's actually proving the, the fact that the Patriots were not deflating footballs to beat the Colts 184 to 10. In that AFC title game? They really did. I I, I never understood Not only did they bury it, (laughs) but just remember, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about this because this is a Super Bowl show. It's not a Patriot show. Tom Brady served a four-game suspension based on the Wells report and the fact that, quote, it was more probable than not that Brady was, quote, at least generally aware that the air had been released. And they knew for a moral certainty that that wasn't true. And it's no coincidence, again, that this revelation comes out the week that Tom Brady retires. Because if he was still in the league, I guarantee that the NFL would not have allowed Florio to publish this book. That's all I have to say about that. So, you know, for all those people, you hate us because you ain't us. Again, Spygate was real. I, I, I admit that. They weren't the only team doing it. Doesn't make it right. The Flategate is the epitome of bullshit. And it's the epitome of pettiness where you have people who despise Bill Belichick because he knows the rules better than the rules committee. And he exposes loopholes in them. And they act, they, they, they act as if that is a, that's a defiant act. So they punished him when they could and they they could have tarnished and they tried to tarnish the greatest as you said the greatest football player in
0: NFL history and it's not as it's it's a fact bro tom brady yeah. is the greatest quarterback greatest football player to, to ever play the game and it's it's crazy man it still it blows my mind that that like i like i was saying before that this is the organization <laughs> that that runs that that runs the sports world, that not only runs the sports world, but runs the news world. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's so much bigger than just sports, the NFL. And, and the fact that this is their PR, and this is how they operate, and these are the things that they do, just, it, it blows my mind each and every time. I guess it shouldn't anymore, though, right? It, this is just who they are. So, I mean, you know what? We, we don't have to go too much into the news, because the only thing I really wanted to talk about was what we talked about on the Discord earlier, and that's Kyle Murray removing all Cardinals affiliation from his instagram page i want to know if it's a big deal listen i put a trade out there i think it's juicy it is kyle is kyler on his way oh what's going on are we about to see aaron Rodgers? and what a
1: perfect time green. To freeze. what a perfect time to freeze because you should never utter that that moron's name out of your mouth i mean aaron i just don't i think what's more interesting is not the fact that he deleted all links to the Cardinals, but when he posted the picture, it was with Mike Evans, right? I mean, there seems to be a vacancy at quarterback in Tampa Bay. So, Kyler to Tampa? Now that intrigues me. That would be that would be something. I mean, I mean, I think that that instantly makes them again the best team in that division because that division is crap. Now, uh, the, the Saints, the best thing that they had was their coach. He's gone. The next, he's the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you get somebody like if you get somebody like Kyler Murray in there, amazing. I, I think not not to let all the all the air out of the balloon here or out of the room. I think that his contract is coming up, and he just wants more money. Like his rookie deal, his rookie deal is set to expire, so he's playing hardball.
0: Yeah, it's that's social media that's hardball. Way less juicy, though. That's yeah, way less juicy. I mean, that's really all I got. All I got, man. I mean, uh, Sean and DK really uh, hit the nail on the head about the Flores thing last week. So I don't think we need to go too much into that, except that the NFL is fucking stupid without merit. Without merit, get the hell out of here without merit. I, I mean, that's really all I got, man. I can't wait for the Super Bowl. I really can't. Uh, the fact that we're seeing the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl before the Dallas Cowboys does kind of kill me a little bit inside each time I hear about it. Fun fact for everyone, Joe Burrow was uh, not alive the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. He has been born, started playing football, played college football, got drafted number one, and has gotten to a Super Bowl before the Dallas Cowboys unreal. I um, would also say
1: this this game, you know, we always talk about the NFL, you know, parody, 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 parody. This is it. You have a team that has loaded up for one year versus a team that your future should be cemented as long as everybody stays healthy for the next 10. So you have a team that, again, if they don't win it this year, they're probably done for the next five and with in the Rams and in the Bengals, a team that maybe now this is where they're going to be for the next five to 10 years. Uh, you know, when it's all said and done, I, this is exactly what, you, what, what you're looking for. As a Patriot fan, as a Cowboy fan, as, you know, fans of teams that are not playing in February, this is, this is the best case scenario because these are two teams that aren't always there. And it, it's going to be fun to watch. So for the real BK Bob Kelly, for our executive producer, Craig D'Alessandro, I am Michael Marcangelo saying thank you so much for listening to Missing the Point and we will talk to you later.
0: Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast.
1: Subscribe today. Electricast. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my
0: new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electricast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.